You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, thank you for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas along with my phenomenal co-host, Father, Father Brian Christensen. Before we move on to our next segment, which I think you're going to enjoy a lot, did you know that you can find Real Presence Live podcasts on our website, realpresenceradio.com, or on your favorite podcast platform such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Be sure to check those out. And if you enjoyed the interview with Kevin Wells, share it with your friends, your family, um, a man in your life who needs to be a man. Right, Father? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin certainly lays down, the, lays down the gauntlet, you know, and uh, to challenge both, um, you know, priests, bishops, uh, and also, you know, laymen, you know, that um, yeah, it's time for us to be... I think men after the heart of Christ, right? Yep. I mean, I think the world has a vision of men, and we see what fallen men look like. Right. What are men who are redeemed by the love and the grace of Jesus Christ living as, um, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. I came to lay down my life. Um, we see generosity and boldness and courage. And yeah, this is the kind of men that he describes and the kind of bishops and priests that we need today. Yes, and you can only, with something like that, the families get stronger, the women get to more protected mm-hmm. uh, and there's just more do you healing. want your husband yeah <laughs> do you want your son to be more have more the mind and the heart of jesus christ or not exactly uh, uh, that's that's what we're calling men to right um, not some kind of um caricature uh in society you know of of the domineering right but the bold and, and courageous servant uh, right. of, of Christ and his church and his family and his wife. So anyway, uh, I think it's, that gets mixed up in there. Yeah, you know, it, um, and it does. It does get confusing. And there's a lot of things in our world that are confusing right now. And Kevin pointed that out. Yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. Well, we have a great segment coming up. Yeah, I am super excited. We have in studio. In studio here, <laughs> high above Cathedral Drive <laughs> in Rapid City, South Dakota, from our broadcast booth at the Lady of Perpetual Health Cathedral. He's getting good at that, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we have Amy Julian from the Diocese of Rapid City. Welcome, Amy. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing very, very well. Good to have you with us here um, in our broadcast booth. <laughs> behaving. Um, we are behaving. Yes. So, Amy, would you, yeah, would you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and your role at the Diocese of uh, Rapid City? Sure. Um, I'm a wife and mom of five wonderful kiddos. The oldest is 30 and the youngest is uh, 13 sitting out in the car right now because she was too tired. She wanted to take a nap <laughs> coming in. It's tough. You know, it's early in the morning still. She'll get up at the crack of noon and yeah. she'll be set. <laughs> Yeah, and we um, we ranch in uh, Beulah, Wyoming, on a ranch that's been in the family for 130 years or so. And I'm also the director of Family Life Ministries at the Diocese of Rapid City. After coming into the church 20 years ago and falling in love with the Lord and His church, and then God just kind of led me to this path of a really 20 years fun ago you came into the church. How'd that happen? <laughs> it was really by an You're accident. You're not 22 anymore. You have, you have a 30-year-old daughter, so... How'd that all happen? It was crazy because I actually um, was um, pretty miserable, and a lot of it actually stemmed from my own abortion history, which we're going to talk about um, abortion here in a bit. Uh, But I didn't realize that. I didn't connect at that. And I had a friend who had this beautiful 
I attributed all of my miserableness to um, the fact that I was living in Beulah, Wyoming, and there were no careers appropriate for my background in accounting there. And a friend of mine was a underwater oil rig welder. There are no careers for her either in Beulah. <laughs> and, and yet she was happy and she was at peace. And so I was like, well, you know, she, clearly she has something I don't. And um, I hoped it was, you know, some sort of medication, but it turned <laughs> out it was <laughs> this relationship with Christ. And um, so through her, I began to seek the Lord. And um, I, I had married a Catholic and I felt like I had promised to raise my children Catholic. And so I contacted the church about getting them into the um, CCD program, but I figured they wouldn't have me on a bet. And so they said, oh, well, RCIA is tonight. Come on in. We'll get your kids signed up, yada, yada, yada. But didn't say anything about RCIA being conversion. Uh -huh. And so when I got there, I felt like, you know, they were using this bait and switch. <laughs> you know, but, um, but anyway, I, it was like the Holy Spirit just kind of came in and cracked open the door and I mm -hmm. fell in love with the Lord, fell in love with the church. And here I am. So I, mean, I just want to explore your history a little bit more because this is the work of God. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so um, entering into the church, but your background's accounting. You're living on a ranch. How do the accountant ranch mom uh, end up in family life ministries? Family life like, ministries. Did, what was the trajectory there? Because God bit? writes straight with crooked lines, right? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, fell in love with the church, stayed involved in RCIA, um, stayed involved in the Rachel's Vineyard Ministry. Um, became involved in natural family planning because I fell in love with that through theology of the body and um, just volunteered for 20 years, you know, doing, or 15 years really, doing, you know, anything the Lord laid in my path, um, you know, that, that seemed like this is what he was calling me to. And it was just a hodgepodge of things. And when this position came open um, five years ago, it had previously been primarily an administrative position, but they were looking for somebody um, that wanted to be more involved in ministry. And, um, and so because I thought it was an administrative position, I absolutely thought, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll keep working as an accountant and, and do my ministry as a volunteer on the side. And the Lord kept laying it on my heart in mass. You know, when he does that, when he speaks <laughs> to you in the Eucharist, then you start to listen. And the third time he said, you know, um, you know, I think you should apply for this job. And, and, and after twice, after saying, well, thanks, Lord, but no, <laughs> I don't think I need this job. Um, the third time I thought, okay, three times the charm and, and started actually looking at it. And as it turned out, everything I had volunteered for in the previous 15 years, like laid the foundation for this, you know? Sure. And yeah. so I think the diocese took a chance on me, you know, by, by hiring a, an ex-accountant with a bunch of volunteer service. But um, hopefully that risk has panned out and uh, I sure have enjoyed the last five years. Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned Rachel's Vineyard that you had experienced that. Could you tell our listeners what Rachel Vineyard is if they're not familiar with that ministry? Yeah, Rachel's Vineyard is um, a beautiful ministry um, that was uh, founded by Dr. Teresa Burke in 1987, and it's grown to be the largest ministry for um, post-abortion men and women in the entire world. It's been translated into like 20 languages. It's in 48 states and 57 countries. It's part now of the Priest for Life ministry. And it's a weekend retreat that enables um, men and women to be healed from that experience of abortion. That um, even, even confession can't always alleviate 
the, the pain and the, the destruction we've done to ourselves um, after an abortion experience. And in fact, sometimes confession is a way of almost perpetuating the guilt of that experience. Um, and, and so you need something that will tap into the spiritual healing that Christ brings, particularly through the church and the sacraments, but then also integrate it in a psychological and emotional way that you can really truly receive the healing. And, you know, she tells stories, Dr. Burke tells stories of women who have gone through years of talk therapy Mm. um, and, and talked it out ad nauseum, but never really been able to receive the healing that Christ really wants to bring them and to integrate into them. Um, and uh, so anyway, this retreat really, really is Holy Spirit inspired. Um, I went through it the year I came into the church. I've been involved ever since then. Uh, we were one of the, really the first retreats in the middle of the country. It had been on both coasts, but in 1998, Carol Kling brought it into our diocese. And since then, I think she's had, um, I think she said she's been on well over 30 retreats. She does North Dakota and South Dakota. And hundreds and hundreds of women and men have received healing through this retreat just in our little corner of the world. We're speaking with Amy Julian, Director of Family Life Ministries at the Diocese of Rapid City, and just going through the way that God's had worked in her life so that he can work through her in other people's lives. And especially we were talking about the Rachel's Vineyard retreat that you experienced, 1998. Can you just share with some of our listeners who may be sharing that, you know, experience uh, of, of, the, of an abortion or the trauma that comes from that or in their family or mm-hmm. a friend that they know? Um, how, did, how did God get you across the threshold to go to a retreat for post-abortion healing? Um, well, what was amazing, when I came into the church, um, I kept resisting, actually, entering into the church. I was uh, falling in love with God, but I just didn't think there was a place for me in the Catholic Church, primarily because of my own history. Uh-huh. And um, and then I, as I began to really think, oh my gosh, this is the church that Christ founded. I want to be a part of it. I just didn't think I could had the courage to go through confession because I had never told a single soul about this. And in January, um, when there's the Roe versus Wade commemoration, um, it just listening to, at the time it was, um, um, the Christian radio station here in town, I just had these waves of just grief and trauma just hit me. It was the first time I'd really acknowledged it in 22 years. Mm. And um, I, I called my priest, Father Kerry Prendival, and said, can I, can I come to confession early? And, and he said, yeah. And so came in, came to confession, um, and this was like in February. And after confession, I went into the chapel, and it was just pouring down rain in February. And that metal roof at St. Joseph's, you know, it just felt like for half an hour, like Jesus was just washing me clean mm-hmm. with his mercy. And then the sun, the rain let up, the sun came out, and the, the, the sun just shone through the stained glass window on the tabernacle. And I could hear Christ saying, you know, welcome home. Mm-hmm. You know, this oh, is it. Oh, beautiful. Oh, my gosh. So then a couple months later, um, the Rachel's Vineyard retreat was coming up. And um, Father Carey announced it at the masses that Rachel's Vineyard was coming up. And I thought, well, because of the seal of confession, he can't come back to me and personally recommend it. So he's announcing it to everyone mm. just to get me to the retreat because it's all about me, right? And <laughs> <laughs> if that's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went to him and I said, "Do you think I should come to this retreat?" And and he said, "Well, you've been to confession, you know." And so that speaks a little bit to the the belief, the faith that the priests have in the power of confession, but not always realizing that that sometimes the drama is so deep that we need to 
we need more to integrate that healing that we've received in confession. So I wound up at a retreat, and the rest is history. Yeah, no, praise God for that. Praise, praise God, God for that. Um, you know, uh, we're going to go to break here in a few seconds. Uh, but uh, you did a Rachel's Vineyard retreat in this uh, COVID era by zoom <laughs> by zoom i know god can work through zoom Who knew? god can work yeah everywhere Even with anywhere. The, the fear of being able to establish a relationship and the vulnerability and trust it all worked and so praise god the holy spirit came through and all these women received the healing that we did not think was going to be possible by zoom but no that sounds great so we're going to come back visiting with the, the director of family life uh, ministries at the diocese of rapid city amy julian join us uh, right after the break for a continuation of real presence radio live from rapid city south dakota this is real presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on the real presence radio network As a working mother, I was thrilled to learn about the University of Mary's new online Catholic-infused graduate programs that truly work around my schedule. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Today's Real Presence Live broadcast on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Rose Management. Affordable housing provided. Serving North Dakota and Minnesota. 701-237-6840 or rosemanagement.net. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here in Rapid City, South Dakota. I'm Father Brian Christensen here at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, and I'm joined by my very worthy and, oh, man. Uh, and, uh, and capable co-host, 
Karen Gibas, if that's who you're pointing at. I am pointing at Karen. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're here in the broadcast booth here at the Cathedral of Our Lady Perpetual Help. and Discussing uh, flooring. And yes, we were just discussing beautiful. the flooring in the broadcast booth here. So, um, But uh, we're joined this morning uh, by the Director of Family Life Ministries uh, from the Diocese of Rapid City, um, Amy Julian, and she was sharing a bit about the way that God had brought her to Christ and to, to healing and how that... Um, has brought her to bring beautiful ministry uh, in the church in, in so many ways, um, through Rachel's Vineyard, through natural family planning, through so many ways that you've, uh, you've impacted the, both your parish and the parishes of Western South Dakota through your uh, five years now at the, the Office uh, of Family Life Ministries. Five and a half. Five and a half. I'm like a veteran. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, we, at the break we were talking about um, uh, the Zoom, Rachel's Vineyard. Could you talk about how that how you got the word out, how people were able to join, and then what the, what the fruits of that ministry were over Zoom in this pandemic-plagued era of ours? Yeah, we had our last two retreats had canceled. One because of COVID and one because of a snowstorm. And Carol was like, we are not going to cancel this. So when we had to make the decision back in November, things were raging and, you know, the whole world was on fire. Mm -hmm. And um, so we said, okay, fine, we're going to bite the bullet and try to do this by Zoom. And um, the Texas... Rachel's Vineyard team had done this and they shared the materials that they developed. So it saved us a lot of time Beautiful. on the preparation. But we actually practiced a lot. Um, most of us are, you know, my age and older on the team. And so they're not all super Zoom literate. So we did a little bit of practicing. You're um, on mute. You're on mute. You got to hold up a sign. I can't for hear people. you. Uh, I can't hear you. Mute. Yeah, it was crazy. But we, um, and I've done a lot of Zoom, but this was really complex because of the, um, trying to integrate this very sensory retreat because this retreat uses a lot of um, touch, feel, smell. It's very Catholic. You know, the mm -hmm. smells and bells integrating mm -hmm. all of our senses. So trying to integrate that into Zoom was, you know, quite the challenge, but um, Texas had really done a good job of finding some activities that would be able to use those sensory implications. Um, and so, uh, and a lot of music and whatnot. So it was a very complicated Zoom. So unfortunately, we had very um, patient retreatants <laughs> working with us. Um, and so I'm becoming quite the Zoom master. Would you do it again that way? You know, we were talking about that, and absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, not by choice. But it's nice to have in your back pocket. And especially um, because we've been doing uh, Surviving Divorce by Zoom for about a year now. And we have such a geographically disparate diocese that it's nice to be able to reach out and, you know, reach out to people in Gregory or Lemon or whatever. Um, you know, like our NFP seminars have all been by Zoom for the last year. I don't think we'll ever go back, you know, unless we have a special invitation to come to a, a parish which we're happy to do sure but it's so handy you know um but to do a retreat like this um you do miss out on the hugs and yeah. <laughs> you know the interpersonal connection but it you know if you'd have no other option it worked and so praise god um we would do it again if you know like if we had a snowstorm and it was going to be canceled we'd just we'd switch it over to zoom and now up. we have the, that technology no that's so. great uh um you are also involved with uh, this professional training series for Rachel's Vineyard. Right. Like, uh, can you tell us the genesis of that and, and what's the need for a professional training series for people to be involved in Rachel's Vineyard? Right. Um, so 
the genesis of it was uh, from my own experience and the experience of other um, Rachel's Vineyard participants um, that um, medical and um, mental health professionals tend not to understand the depth of the wound that abortion causes. And um, I particularly wanted to reach out to the, the counselors in our area to give them the opportunity to hear directly from Teresa Burke, you know, who has like a billion initials after her name. You know, she's presented to the Pontifical Academy of Life. She's a world-class presenter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to hear directly from her the wounds that can come from abortion, the way that those wounds can be manifest they're persistent and pervasive throughout a person's life and through so many aspects of their life and how do you identify those wounds and how do you heal those wounds and I think what happens is a lot of people have gotten to the point where if they feel that abortion is merely a choice, merely a medical procedure, it's healthcare, right? It's that's healthcare. that's the euphemism. What could somehow. be wrong with why, that? Yeah, so How, why what wound could you? We took yeah. out your wisdom teeth. We exactly. took out your, you know, gallbladder. Gallbladder. Yeah. You took out your tonsils. We took yeah. out your baby. How, we so yeah, no, I think there's a, there's there's a sense that it is just normal healthcare. Mm-hmm. So why, if you're a professional, whether right. in counseling or in the medical profession? What would you see as the, the trauma? Exactly. And so that's what I wanted to, you know, particularly for our local area. I mean, obviously, that's who I'm here to serve. Um, find a way to just help people see and identify that trauma. Because originally, when she developed this program, she was uh, facilitating um, a group therapy on uh, eating disorders. And at some point, it came out that six of the seven women in the group were post-abortive. Mm. And she thought... Statistically, this seems a little improbable and began to do research and and see how that abortion trauma could manifest itself in so many different ways in their life. And so, you know, a counselor may be treating somebody for an eating disorder or for trauma bonds or for, you know, a million other things. Right. Um, And so um, how do we. So I wanted to get that out to the counselors, you know, and so we started advertising it locally, but then we also were advertising it on some of the Rachel's Vineyard Networks and through the USCCB. And so we had our first session back in February, and we had 147 participants from 40 countries and or 40 states, four provinces, and five other countries. Wow. So we, I mean, wow. you said at the Refuel Conference that we... Um, punch higher than our weight, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And amen to that, because that's what ended up happening. It was just the Holy Spirit, you know? And so we brought people in from all over the world now to listen to her um, training. We're spreading it out over two years. So once every four months, we have a Monday Zoom session from basically eight to three, our time. And um, people can sign up for the various classes that catch their interest. The ones coming up this month are understanding um, shame-based identity entities and the way that shame um, permeates you know our um, our lives and how it manifests itself and the trauma bonds that we have attaching to others um, and that's the first two classes and the first one is talking about the shame-based identities and the second one is um, measuring yourself and measuring your clients on a scale of you know identifying those shame-based characteristics um, then we have a session that's for a retreat team only on the art of retreat facilitation allowing the Holy Spirit to be the key facilitator and then cooperating with the Holy Spirit in that. And then I'm really excited about the last session we have. It's a two-hour session on the role of the priest or the pastor in post-abortion ministry and the ways in which priests can um, assist women and 
and men in this healing, but then also how then they can protect themselves in terms of setting up appropriate boundaries, because very often the women are so wounded and um, if they identify, if they hear this compassionate voice in this priest, it's easy for them to misidentify um, the intimacy of that priest penitent relationship with uh, you know the other intimacies that they've had that have actually gone terribly wrong in their lives Mm -hmm. you know so how do we set up boundaries like that as priests you know how do priests assist women and men in this healing you know and um and then and then how do priests find the healing that they need for themselves in in coping with this with you know the the trauma that they experience with these um Wow. Yeah, no, we're talking with Amy Julian uh, from the Diocese of Rapid City and about Rachel's Vineyard professional training series that's going on. And it's not just in the diocese, it's really expanded across the country (laughs) and around the world. So, uh, yeah, I I agree with you. We do punch uh, above our weight, you know, the little diocese of Rapid City that could and does do beautiful things uh, being prompted by the Holy Spirit. Um, So just listening to you there, at first I thought this is just for doctors, nurses, caregivers, counselors, but now you're telling me people want to be involved in the retreat ministry, and now priests, priests should maybe dial up here? Yeah, and actually, uh, we did have one of the priests from our diocese um, participate this last time, and he attended all of them, uh, Father John Hying, and so he could probably speak to his experience with that, um, but but it is geared, it's, it's geared for counselors, particularly the morning sessions, um, and then the noon session tends to be geared for retreat retreat facilitators and then the afternoon sessions uh, most of them will be open to anyone but this one this in june is open to priests and pastors only so when is uh, when is this next uh, training session coming up june 14th and you're saying 8 a.m to 3 p.m mountain time yeah how do people get connected to this professional training session for Rachel Vineyard. You can go to our uh, website at uh, rapidcitydiocese.org backslash RV. RV. And that's got the entire catalog. And and then people can also sign up for the previous session and receive access to the videos of those sessions. There are CEUs attached to it for the um, uh, South Dakota Board of Social Workers and the South Dakota Board of marriage and family life therapists or counselors. I'm not going to get all those words right, but sure. um, we <laughs> yeah. do have CEUs attached to it. And so for an extra fee, they can, we tried to price this as affordably as we could spaced out over these two years. Um, and again, it's open really to anyone, but uh, definitely geared toward the professionals. Okay. Tell us once again, when is it? Uh, June 14th from June 14th. 8 to 3. And they can go Zoom. to the diocesan website, the Rapid City Diocese website, and find backslash that backslash RV. RV for Rachel Vineyard and find all these courses. Well, Amy, Julian, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for your ministry, uh, both in Rachel's thank Vineyard you. and across our Family Life Ministries here in Western South Dakota. Um, God bless you, and uh, hope to see you again here on Real Presence Live. I'd love to be here. All right, awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to find out who is receiving the donuts this week. So stay tuned with us. It's going to be great.